Thanks for listening to the weekly Overflow Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this sermon by Jesse Cup. For more information, visit overflowindy.com or visit us on Facebook at Overflow Indy. How many of you guys um, have been enjoying God's presence? Yeah? You guys love it? Come on. Actually, that was a pretty cool, that was pretty cool you guys just clapped and made your noises. But like, let's actually really do it to the Lord right now because we just love Him, all right? Why don't we give the Lord a, a big praise right now, just for a moment. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> we can give Him a praise because He just loves to be amongst us. Thank you, Lord. There, there's, there's nothing greater than knowing that God inhabits the praises of His people. Like, like he could be worshipped from 10 zillion miles away, and, and he would be worthy of it. But he literally comes in our midst. I, I just think that is absolutely incredible. Um, I, I, I feel like I would be doing him a disservice to not take a moment and give, give us just a moment to drink of his spirit before we get into the message. So if you guys want to take a drink of the Holy Ghost, why don't you, if you're able, stand and uh, just get in that receive posture for a moment. We were having some drinks in our pre-service prayer and having a good time. And the Holy Spirit is called the new wine. Amen? And so I, I want you, if, if you want to do this, you don't have to. You can do it however you want. But we, we do have fun sometimes. Um, God's fun, right? Amen. You guys believe that, that God's fun? Come on, if you don't, like, let's have some counseling sessions this week. I, I'll, I'll have Miles counsel you. He can use my office. I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. Uh, I want you, if you're willing to do this, you don't have to, but um, uh, just envision a wine barrel, all right? Just get just a wine barrel. Sometimes we do prophetic acts. And if you see that wine barrel and, and you want to just take this step of faith with me, grab that thing, and you get to determine the size of it, all right? I mean, some, some people might just want a little, just a little tiny, like, communion cup, but I, I, want, a, I want a tub, all right? Just put your arms around that thing and lift it up and just take a drink of his presence. Come on. Thank you, Lord. Ha, ha. Yes, Lord. We want your presence, God. Yeah, yeah. just let him wash over you and pour into you right now, because he's here, and he wants to. Thank you, Lord. It's as easy as believing that it's happening. Jesus said, whoever is thirsty, come to me. <laughs> and as the scriptures say, he who believes will drink. Come on. And, and it'll be as if rivers of living water will pour forth from your belly. That's how much he wants you to drink. Like you're so full, it's pouring in you, saturating to oversaturation, and then our big key word, overflow. Come on, take a drink. More, Lord. Yeah, a powerful prayer. You guys can repeat after me. You ready? More, Lord. More, Lord. <laughs> Let's take it in. Thank you, Holy Spirit. <laughs> Thank you.
Thank you, Lord. Move, Lord. Ha <laughs> ha. Thank you, God. God is joy. When you drink him, you're drinking joy. <laughs> so let it fill you. Come on. It's a little quieter in here than I expected. <laughs> Let's take it in. Hallelujah. <laughs> Whew. Thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, we give you permission to move and to fill and to refresh and to righteously intoxicate. <laughs> Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. If you guys, has anybody ever listened to Rodney Howard Brown? Like that guy will be preaching and he'll be like into it and people will be like rolling laughing in the crowd because they're getting whacked on the Holy Spirit and he just keeps preaching. Like it just stay on on target, but people are encountering God. It's like, wow, I'm encountering him right now. Whew. More, whoa. <laughs> yes, Lord. Flow in Jesus' name. Yeah, I give you permission to encounter God even while I'm speaking. And if I if my message, if I sound sober, like <laughs> I'm not, but <laughs> but you 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 can just drink and but but don't miss what I'm saying though. We want to get it all, okay? All right. Sit down if you're able, but don't stop drinking. All right, thank you. <laughs> The, the topic that I'm on right now is actually a little ironic because of what we just did. And, but I love it because sometimes irony is actually truth in the kingdom. Because um, I, I, I actually want to increasingly stay intoxicated on the Holy Spirit. And the topic today is about spiritual warfare. Ha ha ha. Ha 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 ha. Come on. <laughs> That's good. Come on. <laughs> you guys might understand in a little bit. <laughs> Hallelujah. Sometimes people get too serious when they think about spiritual warfare. Okay. Last week, my message was called The Reason Warfare is a Thing. All right. How many of you were here for that or heard it online? Not nearly enough of you. Come on. We got, we got to get in this thing. All right. And I actually had this mile-long list of notes that you might still get today, and we'll see how far I get in them. But the Holy Spirit kind of rerouted me, still stayed on target, but focused a little differently. And to summarize, I, I wrote this in my notes here to summarize what last week, what I covered, um, uh, just... I covered this, that we are Satan's greatest threat, all right? We Christians, the church of God, we are Satan's greatest threat on this earth, all right? I, and I even, I, some people might have thought this a little audacious. I said that we, the church, are Satan's greatest enemy, like more than Jesus. And the reason I said that doesn't mean that Jesus is not his enemy, but the reason I said that is because he, Jesus already completely and utterly destroyed and defeated Satan. There's no match, okay? So he knows there's no battle with Jesus, but where he can battle is us, okay? Because we 
Uh, we're, we're not always staying 100% synced with the fullness of Christ all the time. And so uh, what, I, what I wrote here is he knows that when we function from our true identities, living in God's truth, he gets crushed everywhere we go. Come on. He assaults us in any way he can to divert us from entering into the fullness of the Christ who's already within us. All right? So, so the assault, like he, he, what I went into last week is when we're living from the fullness of the truth of everything that Christ has already given to us for in our spirit that's been fully redeemed in Christ and we're seated in heavenly places, but, we, but we're spirit, soul, and body. And often we're hanging out in the soul realm where our mind and our will and our emotions are and our body that feels what it feels, whether you know you feel healthy and good and happy or, or you feel sick or sluggish or, or you know something crashes into you and that kind of hurt, whatever. Like it, you're in the earth realm in your body, right? And so anything that the enemy can try to do to divert our attention from the truth that's already sealed in the blood of Jesus about who you are in Christ, he'll get your mind off that to get you functioning in a lower, lesser reality. And the, and the more he can get us steered away from the truth of who we already are in Christ, I'm talking about us who are born again, not the people of the world, all right? We need them to get in this too, but I'm talking about us, born again. The, 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 the more we can function from our truth, the more victory we're living from. The more we get out of sync with the reality that Jesus has already given us, the more we become vulnerable and susceptible to attack and, and defeat. And, and the more you can get our mind off of that, the, the more we're distracted and the lesser we're living from a victorious place. Okay? The more you're living in the victorious place, the more you are by happenstance crushing Satan everywhere you go. All right? The, the crush of Satan really needs to be a byproduct of victorious living. It doesn't need to be the focal point. It's a byproduct, all right? It's supposed to be a byproduct, not the main thing, okay? And that's where I'm going today. So I, I want to I wanna just dive into this. As sons and daughters of the Most High God, which is who you are, if you're born again. By the way, if you're not born again, please do it today. I'm not joking. You don't know if tomorrow's promise to you, okay? So come up here afterwards and get saved if that's you, all right? But, but for those of us who have been born again, we're sons and daughters of the Most High God. Hallelujah! And we live in a dual reality. We live in a dual reality. We're spirits fully redeemed, seated in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Whether I've, I've preached this so many times, I don't have time to go into all the theology behind it. Go back and listen to my podcasts. All right? <laughs> Rehearse these things constantly. But, but we're seated in the heavenly places in Christ. Whether you feel like you're experiencing that or not doesn't change the reality that that's where God knows that your spirit is seated. All right? But, you're, but you're, you also live in a body, a physical body that's walking this physical earth. And you're a soul. It's kind of caught in between, right? 
and your, but your soul is also part of the earthly part of it. It's being restored as we go. And so that's the part where our mind and our emotions are trying to catch up to the reality that Jesus has already sealed into your spirit. Okay? So, so we have this dual reality, seated in heavenly places, walking on a physical earth. Heavenly places, third heaven, that's where the throne of God, it's where his, his glory dwells, okay? And he dwells from there outward, all right? He, he lives there and he lives outward. So light moves outward, right? And so he sent light into the earth. And so he lives from heaven into the earth. And so we also, who are born again, live from heaven into the earth. That's how we should be living. It's not how most people are maybe behaving. But when we get into the reality of what God knows is, we can live from heaven into the earth. Okay? Spirit, seated in heavenly places. Body, walk in this earth. Wow. When my spirit, my soul, my body come into full unity within myself, I all of a sudden become a walking portal of heaven on earth. Walking portal of heaven on earth. Everywhere I go, I'm bringing open heavens when I'm living in sync with the truth. Spirit, soul, body. I, 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 my spirit is who needs to take command over myself. And when my mind wants to think about other things or it wants to believe things that's not what the Bible says or what God says, I, I, I can either choose to believe those things which actually would be equated to lies to God, or I can choose to believe what God believes, which he said it is finished, by the way. Come on. He said it is finished. He said my kingdom is within you. Come on. He said on earth as it is in heaven. Come on. And when, when my spirit can, knows the truth, and my, I, 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 I don't be conformed to the world, Romans 12, 2, but I'm transformed by the renewing of my mind. I'm actually, I'm actually commanding from my spirit. I'm taking dominion of myself. I've talked a lot about dominion. Take dominion over myself. I, I take dominion over my thoughts. I, I take my thoughts captive and bring them into the obedience of Christ. Okay, I, I don't allow myself to entertain beliefs that doesn't line up with what God's saying truth is. Harnessing my thoughts. And, and, and I have to believe that the more I harness my thoughts and bring them into alignment with the mind of Christ, that maybe my emotions, they're all over the place. Some days I feel like I can take the world, and the next day I feel like the world has crushed me. But that's feelings. We don't walk by faith. We walk by sight. Sorry, I said that backwards. <laughs> Scratch that. <laughs> we walk by faith, not by sight. Lord, did I say it right that time? Sometimes a preacher holding a microphone with people got to pay extra attention to our words. Whew. All right, we walk by faith, not by sight. We also walk by faith, not by feelings. All right? So when my feelings don't line up with what God says is truth, I can allow myself to sway how I feel. 
But, but if I'm feeling one way and it's not what God says, I've got to take dominion over my soul. And I've got to tell my soul, soul, I know you feel that way and that's okay. But that's not truth. Amen. And, and the more I rehearse, I rehearse truth in my mind and I become renewed in my mind. I get transformed into the image of God that he's already sealed into my spirit and my emotions will begin to align too with the truth that I'm believing. And it says, it says do not be conformed to the world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind or the, the shifting of your beliefs, changing your mental pathways to alignment with the truth of God. That it says you will be able to prove what is the good and acceptable will of the Lord. And it doesn't mean you can go around and debate people and convince them to believe that. It means that your life is actually going to be outwardly demonstrating by natural behaviors. Because of that transformation, your life will behave in improving God's will. Come on. So your behaviors are catching up to your belief systems. All right? So, and, and so last week, I spent a lot of time talking about how, how the enemy tries to get us disconnected with the spiritual truth and get us believing or feeling things that don't match that to try to get us to think, well, this is my reality. And the more he can get me off center to the reality, the more susceptible I become to his attacks and, and, the, and the influences that he has on me. Okay? You, as a Christian, are not automatically safe from the enemy. God has given you everything that you can, that he needed to, to keep you completely and 100% safe from the enemy. But it's your responsibility to keep yourself aligned under the covering of the blood of Jesus that he's given to you. But when we live outside of the realm of that, it's not God sending the enemy to you. It's that you stepped out of where the protection is. And the enemy will do everything he can to try to get us out there where we're easy targets. Does this make sense? All right. So, so what he's doing, he's brought an assault on the body of Christ, on the church. We are his worst enemy. And he's amping it up in this day and age, it's gone to a whole nother level. And last week I asked people, how many of you would say that in this present season that you're experiencing a, a higher level of pressure or intensity or attack in your life, whether it's health, finances, relationships, or, or just your own inner world or whatever, and you look around the room and probably at least half, if not three quarters of everybody raised their hands. And, and it's been me as well. And, and I was explaining, I've been hearing this from other people around the world. People are, are experiencing similar experiences. And so it's not to go unnoticed. It's not, it's not just uniquely you in most cases. All right? So we have to be aware that the enemy is trying to bring assault against the church. But, but my message last week was called, I forgot, the reason warfare is a thing, it's not because the devil is greater. It's not because we, we shouldn't be scared of him, but, it, but we need to be sober to the reality of this 
Because we need to know that we don't get to live flippant Christian lives. Because flippant is what gets you out here when God's saying, be right here. All right? Casual Christianity, passive faith, foot in there and a foot in here so I don't miss either one. Yeah, that gets you... That gets you out there in vulnerable attack zone, all right? So the Lord has given us complete and utter, absolute protection from the enemy for those of us who are abiding in him under the shadow of the Almighty God. We're doing it on his terms, not on our terms, okay? So we, we have this dual reality, we're seated in heavenly places. We're walking on this earth, all right? When you're, when you're seated in heavenly places, you got to know you have full access. That's where life source comes from, Christ Jesus, seated at the right hand of his Father. We're in Christ. He is our life source, and we draw from him. He fills us, and he gives us abundant life. He gives us eternal life. You don't get eternal life when you die. You got it when you were born again. And so that life comes in you and it flows through you and it's everything that you live from in the spirit. Okay? And we're walking this earth and we need to understand that we're not, it's a dual reality, but it's not a split reality. A lot of people are living in split realities. I'll do my heaven time when it's time to focus on that. I'll do my earth time all the rest of the time. Okay? But God actually wants us to live from heaven into all the things we're doing on this earth. From heaven to earth. Bring heaven into earth. I, I want to I be yoked with Jesus, abiding in him, drawing from the sap of his eternal, abundant life in the vine. I'm a branch, but I'm, my, my focus is not the world and how I can change it. My focus is on the Christ and drawing from him. And guess what? I don't have to try real hard. <laughs> got my fruit now to give to the world. I'm going to change the world. <laughs> Getting some weird looks in here right now. <laughs> That's not how it works. All right? You, you, you abide. You enjoy him you feast on him you're in him you're, you're you're feasting on jesus and he's filling you and you're one with him and everything that's in him is now in you and you are the same with him now and it just happens that the fruit comes out to feed the world around you because you focused on the main thing come on i want to change the world be fully transformed by that abiding, intimate union with Christ, and he'll take care of the stuff that you can give away to the world around you. Okay? And so we, we get to live from the place that produces the shalom peace of heaven. We can actually live from an internal... When I say internal, I'm talking about not the external world around me, but, but when you really catch this, your internal actually becomes connected with the external of heaven. Right? Your, your, your internal world actually is fully connected with heaven in Christ. And so the shalom atmosphere of heaven 
that comes from the Prince of Peace himself can fill you and you can live a life of perfect peace from the inside. So, so because we're, we're dual realities, we're in heaven, right? And so our inner atmosphere is not dictated by the world, but by heaven. He fills me. And, and, and he's got the superior atmosphere. Okay? Stay in Christ. doesn't matter what's going on around me. i got peace inside of me right now. And, and then you look at the picture of Jesus who is in the storm in an open-topped boat under the rain and the wind crashing all around him, and he's sleeping <sighs> because he's in the perfect peace. Of, it says in, I think, John 1, I think it is in 1, it says that Jesus, um, he stayed in the bosom of his Father. <sighs> Staying connected with heaven, in that realm, while his physical body is walking this earth. And the more he's staying connected in that realm, walking on this earth, the more he's able to actually take dominion in the world around him because he's actually bringing the power and the presence and the authority of heaven through this place that's fully connected to him into this earth. He's, a, he's actually an administrator of the atmosphere and the government and the goodness of heaven releasing into the earth around him. And from a place of peace and rest, he rose up and rebuked the storm, and it ceased immediately. They're like, who is this guy? Oh, you didn't know him. You didn't understand because you don't know what it's like to be seated in heavenly places yet. Don't worry. You're going to understand this one day. Okay? He was able to take dominion in the world around him, because he lived from a superior kingdom and released it. Okay? Good stuff right there. <clears throat> a lot of times our problems is that we, we actually are influenceable from the wrong realm. And we, we aren't as grounded in the truth of the kingdom of God that we need to be. And we're more aware in our beliefs and our experiences by the dictates of the world around us. And so we actually can tend to think that that's what truth is because it's doing this thing to me. And the more that we yield to the environment around us or our old belief systems, even our old experiences, the more we're going to experience those things actually taking pressure on us, putting pressure on us, and, and swaying us. And the Lord's trying to actually help us to understand that his kingdom is superior to this. Okay? You guys follow me? In the heaven, in the third heaven realm where we're seated, it's perfect peace. There is no war there. There, there is no conflict there. There's no disjointedness there. There's no offense there. There's no poverty or sickness there. There's no broken hearts there. Do you guys understand that heaven is actually the main place? And we're just kind of on, we're kind of in the test place right now. All right? Heaven's the main place. All right? Forget that sometimes, I think. I do. 
Heaven's the main place. But, but it's, it's perfect. It's what we all want. It's what we all believe is our inheritance. Okay? On this earth, there, there's destruction and there's, there's the second heaven realm that is actually infiltrated by Satan and his governments. And so it, the Bible calls him the prince of the power of the air. And, and he set up he set up principalities in different places to try to try to influence the spirit of the world and to try to try to influence cultures and mindsets and people groups and ways and behaviors and all this stuff. Governments on every level try, trying to influence that stuff. Second heaven, there's chaos there. Chaos. Everything evil in this world has been influenced by things going on in the second heaven realm. Okay? The second heaven realm. The devil was crushed by Jesus on the cross and the burial and the resurrection. Hallelujah. And Jesus took the keys of authority that it was yielded to him by Adam, who was the first man of dominion on this earth. He yielded it to him and, and legally gave dominion over to the, our arch enemy. But Jesus came through the cross and restored it all, and he took the keys back. And he is trying to help us to understand that he's given us those keys for us to administrate his kingdom on this earth and crush Satan in every place we go. You can only do it to the measure of the truth that you believe and are living from. Okay? So we, we need to understand that physically and soulishly we're, we're surrounded by chaos from a realm that God has actually given us authority to take dominion over. All right? We don't live from this realm. At least we're not supposed to. This is, the, this is my call on us, all right? Let's live from the right realm. Okay? Because my, my title today is, is Warfare from the Third Heaven. Okay? Warfare from the Third Heaven. There's a lot of people who want to do spiritual warfare by focusing on the Second Heaven. But that's not the realm that God's given us dominion in or from. He's given us dominion over it. Okay, And we actually, even though externally there's chaos, internally we can actually live from shalom peace, from the place that we're seated in, the same place that we're grafted into the vine in, in Christ Jesus. Drawing from His life and His riches. The fruit of the Spirit comes from Christ. Okay? worked through us, through our lives, and, and included in the, in the fruits of the Spirit is love and peace and joy. And we can actually have that stuff filling us from the inside out. We don't have to experience the dictates of the world around us. We can live actually from an ascended reality 
That's the, where, where Christ was lifted above every principality and power and dominion and seated at the right hand of the Father, so it says in Ephesians 1, that, that it goes on, it says that we also have been raised up in Christ and that we, too, are seated in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That we get to live from that intimate union with Him. And, and if we can bring our body and our soul into alignment with that reality, that, that I'm, I'm feasting from that place and I'm administrating that kingdom into the earth around me. And Jesus said the kingdom of God is in your midst. Why was it in their midst? Because the king showed up. And, and, and he wants to show up through your life. Come on. So we're, we walk around in an in a atmosphere that's chaos, but we actually get to bring shalom peace into a place where it's lacking. And we get to determine, am I going to draw from this environment or from that one? Because it's going to make all the difference in the world. If I draw from this one, it's going to actually, it's going to infiltrate me and I'm going to lose the peace that he's given me freely, right? But if I draw from that one and I get filled with it and I can live outward from that place, I all of a sudden become an atmosphere shifter. I get to change the atmosphere around me. Have you guys ever heard this before? I'm not a thermometer. I'm a thermostat in the spirit. Thermometers can detect the atmosphere around it, and it, it'll tell you what it is. Ooh, that's awesome. Thanks for telling me what we already could feel. But a thermostat determines what the atmosphere needs to be that's not right now, and it shifts it into place. And it, it, it brings an atmosphere from something else and releases it into the environment. Everybody declare this. I'm not a thermometer. I'm a thermostat. I'm an atmosphere changer. Come on. I'm seated in heavenly places. In Christ. in Christ. And that's my superior reality. That's my, superior reality. My, spirit is fully in tune with my spirit is fully in tune with heaven. And my soul is catching up to the, to, to the understanding. My behaviors are catching up to my beliefs. Come on. So we, as God's people on this earth, we must be proactive, okay? We have to be proactive. We, we need to be proactive to live in prayer. One theme that I'm hearing all over the place, and he's been stirring it in us, is the importance of prayer. I think that we've kind of lost touch with that. I don't mean you guys necessarily, I just mean in general, Christianity, like, that's actually like one of the most fundamental parts of our Christian walk. Prayer. Okay? Prayer. We need to be proactive 
to live by anchoring to God's word and declaring it over ourselves and over our situations and over the ones that we love. All right? We need to be proactive by anchoring to God's promises and declaring them specifically. We need to be proactive to encourage one another in the truth and in fellowship and in prayer. Amen? Amen. We're in this together, guys. The, in, in First Chronicles, it talks about the... It lists all these different people, groups in Israel and the armies, and it makes reference to the sons of Issachar. All right? And it says, First Chronicles 12.32, it says, The sons of Issachar, who had understanding of the times, to know what Israel ought to do. They had understanding of the times. They had a special gift from God to be able to discern the seasons that they're in. Okay? They didn't have the Holy Spirit like you and I do who possesses all the gifts. So you don't have to think that some people should be able to discern the times and not others. Okay? That's, that's Old Covenant stuff. But you and I, we need to trust that the Holy Spirit can give us the ability to discern the seasons. We need to be discerners of the seasons because a lot of times people are trying to live in the season that they wish they were in when it's not the actual season that God has them in in the moment. And if you try to behave in summer when it's winter, like our brother right here in the shorts is, <laughs> I'm messing with you, man. I'm messing with you. you, you you'll get cold. All right? If you, if you try to have a harvest when you haven't even tilled the ground yet, you're going to be disappointed. And you'll never get it. But when you know the seasons of the Lord and you do the things that the season requires, then that season prepares you for the next season. And the next one might still not be the one you wanted to get to, but you got to get through the season the right way. So that you can be ready for the next season because eventually you'll get to the season that you wanted to get to that God promised you something in. All right? And, and it goes on. It, it talks about that. But then in, in chapter 22 of First Chronicles, it, David was wanting to build a temple to the Lord. And the Lord showed up to David and he said, he said David, you're, you're not going to be the one who builds it. Sorry, dude. You're not going to be the one who builds it because you have been a man of war and bloodshed. All right? And I can't have that be what builds my temple, my holy hosting place. All right? I can't have that be what, what builds my home. David could have heard that and felt rejected, but that's not the case. David did the very thing that God called him to do. And the Lord said that you, I put you here in a season of war. But he said, but your son Solomon, it says that he, that he is coming into a, a, a time of peace. And he will build this. All right? So Solomon actually got to fulfill the dream of David. 
But, but in order to get to the place where the temple could be built, because that was the goal, the hosting of the glory. All right? That was the goal. To get the, the goal, which is the glory amongst us, in that way, there had to be peace. Okay? So peace had to be brought before the glory would come, in that way. But before the peace could be brought, you got to get rid of the very things that are keeping the peace from coming in like it was needed. And, and so David, had a, he had a Goliath standing in the way. He had Philistine armies standing in the way. He had people who worshipped false gods standing in the way. And so David was sent by God to bring bloodshed, war. All right? It's a, it's a picture of spiritual warfare. He had to come and he had to crush the enemy and clear the enemy out so that the time could come on the other side of that for the peace that they all needed and was promised to them to come. All right? And then his son could build the thing. Pretty cool. So David was put in here for a season of war. But it wasn't for the purpose of war. That was not the purpose. The purpose was war to clear out everything that could keep God from coming in the way he wants to. The goal is actually to get God amongst the people in a way that he could establish the kingdom that God always dreamed of amongst his people. Okay? When God promised Moses and Joshua, he's given them a promised land, land flowing of milk and honey, and it even says that they're going to enter into the rest of the Lord in that place. Well, guess what? They had giants in between them and that. They had armies, enemy armies. Again, you know? So, that, so the Lord had to take them in to crush every opposition to the plan of God. For not, not because God loves war, but because He needs to clear the way for the coming of the Lord. Okay? The goal is not the war. It's the clearing of every opposition so that He can actually get the thing that He really is all about. Building His kingdom in the midst. Alright? So, God has called us to be men and women of war we're discerning the seasons we can't be passive and ignorant of the schemes of the enemy we got to we have to understand that the enemy is trying to crush everybody he can the bible says he's like a roaring lion roaming to and fro seeking who he can devour guess who he can devour anybody who's not living aligned in the life that christ has provided for us all right and I, and I said this last week, he wants to eat your lunch and then some. Okay? And he, and he will if, we, if we're not living the life that God's called us to. The goal of God is peace. It is goodness. It is bringing love and glory and encounter and all the things that we are believing for. But guess what? Between here and there, there's armies that hate that mission. And they're not wanting to make this thing easy. All right? So in a lot of ways, we're in a war season. But we have to always understand, as I was saying earlier, that, that we're in a dual reality. And our superior reality is the seated one in heavenly places. 
And so we can actually live from peace in a chaos world. We can live from peace when the enemy wants to bring every assault and resistance against our mission. We can still stay in peace and still walk forward, keeping our eye on the mission of God and crush Satan. You guys all right right now? War is not the goal. A lot of people make war their primary focus. That is not to be the primary focus. But getting heaven established in our midst is the primary, po primary focus. So whatever gets in the way has to be cleared. Bring in the heaven's bulldozers. Come on. The devil's upping his assault on the church. There's, there's things to come ahead. I mean, we, we have to know, am I going to be anchored and grounded and unwavering no matter what comes against me? Or am I going to go with the, with the flow and see what happens? Because if you're going to be anchored and grounded in Christ and unwavering no matter what, what trial tries to come against you, you will not be shaken and the Lord will protect you. Okay? But if you're going to go with the flow, see what happens. <laughs> Sorry for you. I don't know what will happen, but you just need to know the covering requires your aligned life. This feels like a popular message right now. So put on your helmets and your boots. Put on your helmets and your boots. Don't, don't think that you can do this casually, all right? 1 Peter 5, 8 through 9, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Resist him, steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. And that's what we're seeing is happening right now, all right? I, I don't focus on this topic often. You guys know that if you've been with me much. I don't want to give it this much attention. But we have to at times because we have to have a balanced reality of the kingdom and how things work. We can't ignore that side or we'll get blindsided, okay? So I, I went in this a little last week, but it says be sober, be vigilant, and it talks about the enemy trying to devour people. It says resist him, but then it says steadfast in the faith. And, and the focus here is not the devil. It's being steadfast in the faith. All right? Be sober. That word means self-controlled, clear-minded, focused, and watchful. What are we to focus on? Guess what? It's not the devil. It's not the devil. What do we, what do we focus on? We do need to, we need to come to our senses again in some ways, okay? Clear-minded, sober. Uh, Satan is the author of confusion. And so he wants to keep us not sober, okay? To, to not be honed in on our focus. Don't come under his influences, don't be lethargic, complacent, passive, or halfway Christian. That's actually pretty dangerous. 
I want to be dangerous in another way. All right? It says be vigilant, which means to be on the alert, to be awake, to watch. All right? The devil wants to eat your lunch. Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. All right? So we don't want to try to, re we don't want to try to put an, a, an attack on the enemy on our own initiative. Because without me, you can do nothing. If Jesus isn't doing that, you're on your own. But Jesus also said, without me, or he said, he said, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. All right, so when you're in Christ, he gives you all the strength to do all the things. And, part, and what that actually is unto is taking dominion of, the, of your life and the things that God's put before you. So we got to do it from the abiding in the vine, which means that we also need to understand our identity in Christ and live from it diligently. Are you guys okay? <laughs> Many things to say. The struggle continues. 1 John 4.4 4, You are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Do you guys know who he's talking about overcoming? The spirit of the Antichrist in the world. Not talking about the man of perdition, the son of perdition. The, the, I don't mean the man who people think is going to become an Antichrist. It's a spirit in the world. It hates Jesus. It hates Jesus and everything about him, including the church. But he said, you have overcome the Antichrist spirit. Why? Because you fought hard enough. No. Actually, it doesn't say that. You didn't overcome it because you fought it hard enough. Or because you were looking for the enemy. You overcame... Because he who is in you is greater than he who's in the world. And we overcome through our union in Christ Jesus. That intimate oneness with him. We live in intimacy and union with him from the heavens. And we live it on this earth. And we live it outward. And we're releasing everything that he has within me into the life and the world around me. And in doing so, I'm overcoming every resistant spirit in the world around me come on guys overcoming is a byproduct of staying honed in to your union with Jesus Christ this is more important than I think it feels like you think it is I'm joking it's, yeah amen amen all right we can't do passive Christianity, okay, and get the results that we're believing for. <laughs> there are people praying for revival and have been for years and maybe decades, but we're, we're not going to get the results we're looking for with passive Christianity. It's going to take being all in to this thing, okay? It's going to take getting our skin in the game and more than a little bit. 
It, it means that, that means we got to get on our knees. It means we need to link our arms with one another. It means that we need to stand and fight together for all the things that God's promised us and for the things God promised the person that you're linking arms with. It's not all about you. All right? And covering one another. Covering one another. Covering one another. All right? If we don't do this right, we might come into assault that we can't handle. But when we do it right, guess what? <laughs> it's glorious. I'm going to have to close because I can, I can just tell I need to. Part three next week. Unless the Lord t changes my direction, he often does. I want to I want to close with this. Next week's going to be more exciting because <laughs> that's where I was trying to get to right now. Colossians 3, 1 through 4. This is where it gets real exciting, though. All right? Because this is the life we need to live. If you, if you want to crush the devil everywhere you go, do it this way. All right? If you then were raised with Christ, how many of you were raised with Christ? Yes, you were. Yes, you were. If you then were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above. Really? That's a direction above. It means it's not, it's not the lower realm, the above realm. All right? Seek those things which are above where Christ is. All right? That's not second heaven realm. It's not earth realm. Seek things above. So what realm are we talking about? Heaven's realm. Third heaven, okay, where Christ is seated. Have you been raised with Christ? Are you seated with Christ in heavenly places? Check this out. If you then were raised with Christ, that's, that references resurrection in Christ through your union with him. You've been crucified with him. It's no longer you live. It's Christ who lives in you. Your old man was buried with him. The sinful nature is buried with him, and, and you are raised with Christ. Come on. Resurrected. Re resurrected. Your spirits. Resurrected. And not only resurrected, ascended. Ascended. Christ has been lifted above every principality and power and dominion, all the things on this earth, and he put it all under his feet. And he's the head of the body, which is the church. That's you and me. We've been lifted in him because we, we were raised with Christ. So in him, we're raised above every principality, power, dominion. It's under our feet because we're his body. And it's under him. We're his body. He's the head. We're above it. We're in the third heaven, not the second, not the earth. Got that? All right. So. If you are raised with Christ, seek those things which are above. Guess what? Above from the earth realm, not above where you're seated. Okay? Seek those things which are above where Christ is, comma. There's a comma in every translation I've seen. Where Christ is, that's where he is. And then it says, sitting at the right hand of God. If you put the comma there, it doesn't say sit, Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. It's actually referencing you sitting at the right hand of God in Christ. 
Literally, he's talking about you being the one who's sitting at God's right hand in the heavenly places. Trying to help you guys catch some perspective, okay? Raised with Christ. Seek those things above. What is it above? Oh, you know, the snake line. Second heaven, principality. Oh, I don't want to focus on that. Let me lift it above that. Wow, you mean in Christ, you've, you've lifted me the devil and all his kingdom, that's, that's down there. That's, that's down there, guys. Under. Under my feet. Under my feet. You will, you will tread on scorpions and serpents. How do you tread on scorpions? He's talking about the devil when he said that. How do you do that? Because you're lifted above it. In the third heaven realm, it's under your feet. You crush the devil wherever you go. When you live this lifestyle you are raised with christ seek those things above stop focusing on trying to use your own strength and energy to get breakthrough in this world where the devil's bringing chaos and resistance against you when it all comes from the realm that you can be seated in and release that dump that dominating more powerful superior realm through the life that you live walking on this earth everywhere you go you can actually be walking on serpents and scorpions when you live from this place. Set your mind on things above, not the things of this earth. We don't even need to be figuring out what the names of the principalities are because it doesn't make a difference. It's already under our feet in Christ, in the body. Come on. I'm about to be done. Set your mind on things above, not the things of this earth. For you died. Come on, that old man died with Jesus Christ, and it doesn't exist anymore. The thing that was under the dominion of Satan died, and he has no hold on you anymore. You died in Christ, and now your life is hidden with Christ in God. Whoa. Your life is hidden in Christ. With Christ in God. Hidden. Have you thought about that? If you're in Christ, that means that you are fully surrounded by Christ. Top, bottom, side, front, back. Are you serious? I'm, I'm surrounded with Christ on all sides. I am in Him. And not only am I in Him, I am hidden what are you telling me that when i live this reality that that i can't even be found outside of christ i'm hidden who am i hidden from When, you're, when you live the life of the union with Christ, you can walk this earth everywhere you go and the enemy won't even see you. He'll see Jesus. And you're hidden in Him. Come on. The life you live is hidden in Christ, with Christ in God when Christ, who is our life, appears. Wow, He wants to reveal Himself to us. When Christ, who is our life, appears, when He's manifested, He's made revealed, He's, he's made known. The substance of Christ comes forth to us and through us. It says, then you also will appear with him in glory. Whoo! 
You get to be appeared in Christ. You're hidden because you're surrounded. And you, when he's revealed, he becomes more revealed through you. You're a, you appear with him in his glory. In his glory. The glory that is in the realm that we're seated in actually starts flowing, filling us and flowing through us. And even this life we're walking on in this earth, the glory will come forth everywhere we go. We are atmosphere shifters. Come on. Oh, there's your meat and potatoes. It is good stuff. It's way better than Shoney's. Are you guys catching what I'm dishing out right now? There's more, okay? There's more. I'm not going into the more right now. There's more. There's more. But I want you to know that you're victorious in Christ. And I want you to stand with me. I'm going to close out by just declaring some things over you. You are victorious in Christ Jesus. More than you know you are. Greater is he who's in you than he who's in the world. You've overcome the antichrist the, the, the spirit that hates Jesus and everything about him, that resists him and his church, that's the Antichrist spirit. You have overcome that spirit because greater is he who's in you than he who's in the world. Once you guys repeat some declarations after me, all right? I'm not a thermostat. I'm not a thermometer. I'm a thermostat. Environments don't change me. I change environments. I'm an atmosphere shifter. I'm seated in heavenly places. I've ascended in Christ above every principality and power. Me and the church are his body. He's the head. And every principality and power is under my feet. I can tread serpents and scorpions. Because I'm in Christ. I'm victorious. I'm on the offense, not the defense. When I walk in Christ and in truth, demons are broken everywhere I go. I don't have to focus on the devil. I focus on the abiding Christ. And I'm victorious. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. That's awesome. Let's give God a shout right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So, Lord, I pray in Jesus' name that you'll help us to just to understand this stuff even more. Lord, that we get to live from the inside out. Lord, we get to walk this earth being people who are seated in heavenly places and we're bringing the dominion of heaven into this earth and that we are administrating your kingdom through our lives. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Amen.